Welcome, welcome, welcome to a special episode of Barnes University Radio. Today we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to be talking about NBA. Um, for those that know and follow the podcast, they know that you know I've been predominantly a Titan-centric page. And every so often I'll talk about basketball or, or something personal. But right now we're going to be talking about the NBA, specifically the Lakers. That was a secret for the most part. Which, what, who was my favorite team? What team was the... Uh, who was my favorite player and, and what which team was my favorite team? Yes, I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, um, it wasn't a bandwagon situation back in the early 2000s. It, it honestly was because of uh, a cousin of mine. And I, I started off as a Grizzlies fan, you know, right after they moved to Vancouver. Pau Gasol was my favorite player. My first ever favorite player was Pau Gasol. I used to always be in the backyard acting like I'm Pau Gasol. That's the power of sports, the power of love of something. And I thought I was Pau Gasol. You couldn't tell me any different. I was Pau Gasol in the backyard doing my thing. And then my cousin came along being a Clippers and a Lakers fan. Don't know why she was a Clippers fan. But uh, uh, I started watching Kobe and watching Shaq and you know, um, she actually said I looked like Kobe because I used to have like a miniature afro. So that kind of just made me stick to the Lakers. And I'm still a Grizzlies fan, but it's always been Grizzlies and Lakers. And then, you know, I was in Dallas at the time and I've always kind of kept an eye on the Mavericks as well. You know, they've always been fun to watch. But um, over the years with Dirk, but, you know, Lakers fan, we're going to be talking about Lakers and some of their moves because I was sitting back like after Kobe Bryant retired. You know, uh, I was like, you know, the NBA won't be the same. And to, in a lot of ways, it hasn't. You know, it is that's just like with anything. You know, everything is not going to be the same. You know, the NBA is not the same as it was when Magic was playing. It's not the same as it was when Jordan was playing. It wasn't the same when, you know, Allen Iverson and Kobe and, you know, all these players were playing. It's It offers something different. You know, something that I have no, noticed with these young bucks is that, they love the game of basketball and they're playing it at a high level. Um, is it as skillful, you know, because you set a high standard when you watch a guy like Kobe Bryant for, you know, for me, 16 years, he had a 20 year career, but when you watch him for that long, he sets a level of excellence. That's kind of hard to duplicate. So you got to understand there's not going to be many players. You just, you just kind of latch on to and kind of watch players as they grow, like a James Harden and a Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry. Um, these guys that you see mature before your eyes to become good players and great players. Um, that's awesome to watch. But Lakers, uh, the, the draft lottery already went down. The Lakers have the number four pick, number one pick. I went to the New Orleans Horn. I mean, not the Hornets, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, for those that don't know, they used to be the Hornets. Um, and then the Grizzlies, I think, got the number two pick. So good for them. I think it's so hard for the Grizzlies fans and Grizzlies because it's a hard market to sell for one, for free agents. So in turn, you have to they they fire a lot of coaches, but I would wish that they would find one coach. That's kind of like a Brad Stevens or Greg Popovich type that kind of teaches the fundamentals, uh, gets the most out of its young players and veteran players and kind of plays team basketball. Get that type of coach because you're not going to attract many 
free agents to Memphis. So you really have to draft well. You really have to find great core guys and build from there. And I think Memphis, ever so often, you see them on on hot streaks, and then they kind of just level out. You know, they've been to the playoffs. They, they, they took it to the brink versus some teams before in the past. It's not like they're just, you know, uh, purgatory of the N- NBA. But, you know, they're off and on. And they, and, and they have a great – they had a great – you know, some great pieces. Mark Gasol, Mike Conley Jr. is still there. Mark Gasol got traded or he, you know, he's with the Raptors now. And I feel like Conley could be on his way out soon too in a deal. And that's what I'm going to be talking about with the Lakers. The Lakers have a lot of options and a lot of plans. For those that follow my Twitter, you know that I made an announcement saying that I'm going to be talking about the Lakers a little bit more after talking about the Titans for so long. And one of the reasons is I just said I'm tired of seeing this. Whatever's happening, the, the, you know, the, the Lakers have went from being one of the most um, historic prestige franchises and all in a matter of a few years, they're becoming a laughing stock. So I said, let me step in, you know, as if I could make a change. But, you know, let me step in and see what is really going down and what's really happening. And I look at the Lakers, the Lakers like this. This summer is imperative for them. If they're going to try to get a max deal with somebody, this summer is imperative. If you want to win a championship within the window of LeBron James's prime, and let's just throw out the notion that you'll trade LeBron James. Who are you going to trade LeBron James for? Who, who gets, who, what players, what package gives you back return that LeBron James provides? I, I've, I've looked around. I don't see it. Now, in the past, and we were in the same situation, LeBron was at the same age, same situation, like I said, and there was like a package to get, you know, let's say the OKC, the OKC Thunder back when they had Durant, Westbrook and Harden. If there was a package to send LeBron to OKC for KD and James Harden, then sure. Now, did you know that they will be what they are today? No. But to some degree, you might you might have that type of level of projection, especially KD. If you get KD, who is You know, I think that most believe that he was a notch under LeBron at some point of his uh, of most of his career, just a notch under. Now, I don't think there's any type of second guessing that he's above LeBron. But, you know, just KD and pairing him with a solid guard of Harden would still be a steal for a 34, about to be 35 year old LeBron. But like I said, this is the time for the Lakers to get that max deal guy. And the number one on their list should be Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is a player that, for me, obviously I watched from a distance uh, playing for the Spurs. Just a good two-way player. I say good. A great two-way player. one The best in the league. I mean, play defense and can create his own offense, can uh, set up players and, and make players better. Um, with his playmaking ability, I think you add that with LeBron. Um, I think that you get a, a a a good to a good group, a good half there. You know, um, in terms of 
they'll obviously that's going to make up a large majority of the team's cap space. But I mean, just from those two, that's like a good halfway point of your roster. Obviously, I know that half of five is two and a half. But with those two, that's a good half of your roster right there in terms of talent. And I think after him, it kind of drops off in terms of players who actually want to go to L.A. I think that after that, after Kobe Bryant won his fifth championship in 2010, and then it just it hit a, it hit a wave where nobody wanted to come. Everybody was trying to start their own, right? The Heat wanted to start their own. We want to become the new super team. We want to take over. It became about beating the it became about beating the Celtics and beating the Lakers. It didn't it, it, it stopped being about joining these clubs, joining these historic franchises. The mindset said, hey, you guys have enough championships. Let us get some. And that's kind of what has occurred. Um, the heat wave and then obviously the thunder coming. And then you got the major decision for LeBron to go back to Cleveland. Then you got a lot of players who passed up opportunities to play with the Lakers based on what was the rumor of not wanting to play with Kobe Bryant, but really it was just players not wanting to add to Kobe's legacy. To be completely honest, I want I want to create my own. I don't want to be the second fiddle to anybody. I want to create my own. I'm tired of hearing about the Lakers this, Lakers that. I'm tired of hearing about Kobe's legacy. I, and, you know, and that's what it was. If I was a young player wanting to establish myself and not to be second fiddle, you can't blame anybody. And I think that is carrying it on its own, you know, thing. Whereas, you know, these teams, these players know what's going on. Kawhi, I mean, Kyrie Irving. Like, I'm coming out with a project about the Lakers showing all of this. It's not as detailed as my Titans because I'm not going to try to portray myself as a basketball connoisseur when I do know a little bit. I watched 16 years of it, great, great high-level basketball, and learned a lot from the regimes of Phil Jackson you know, the Tex winner, you know, uh, Tom Janovich to some degree. Um, you know, I've watched it all. I've watched Greg Popovich and how he works. And, you know, I've watched a little bit of it, you know, but I'm not a connoisseur. I'm not going to claim it. But there's some, a little bit of roster lineups that I like, some players out there that I like, and some scenarios. Now, Kyrie Irving is somebody that people are talking about a lot. The more I think about it and the more that what he said, he's not the type that's going to backtrack over what he said. He said that I wanted to be the man. He's not going to co- go back to LeBron James. Although I have that scenario down because you never know what will happen, I don't think that will happen. And it's because of that whole dynamic of wanting to be the man, like I just said. Um, you got guys like Kimba Walker, who's from New York. I mean, I think New York will try to pursue him hard and just try to, you know, return home. You know, that I think players love returning home. But Kimba Walker, to me, he he seems like the type of player, although he loves home, he's going to do his best for his pockets, do his best for his family. And I feel like a, a team like the Mavericks could come out of nowhere as long as they got a good infrastructure and a, and, a, and, a, and a vision. But I think that to some surprise, I think that Kimball Walker may surpass Kyrie Irving in terms of who will go to uh, the Knicks. I think he may surpass uh, Kyrie Irving in that in that instance, especially if KD is going there. And it's weird because Kyrie is younger than Kimba, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like Kimba is the younger player and Kyrie is the vet. Um, but that's not the case whatsoever. So, 
you know, I think Kyrie is two years younger than um to two years younger than Kimba. It doesn't look that way. But and you know, obviously, if you're thinking smart, you're gonna go with Kyrie because he's younger. But I think injuries have been the main thing with Kyrie. Um, but I feel like Kimba Walker is like I wouldn't say he's a sleeper for the Knicks, but I think that they'll push hard to get the home count hometown kid there. And then that kind of leaves Kyrie in a waiting game to where are the Celtics going to make a move to get Anthony Davis? Are they going to make a move to get a max contract player? What or are they going to deal some players to free up some cap space? Or is he going to go to uh, the the Nets? But who's going to who wants to go to the Nets to join him? So he doesn't want to go to leave the Celtics to go to another situation, because when you think about it, he still was a top four seed you know, in the Eastern Conference. So he's not in a horrible place. He just needs some, you know, he certainly has assets around him to where if there, a trade is needed, even during next season, he can do that. So I see him as a type of player that sits back, cools down, and probably stays with the Celtics, to be completely honest. And, and especially if Anthony Davis comes, it's a no-brainer. Um, then you look at guys like Jimmy Butler, um, Clay Thompson, shooting guards. I think with Jimmy Butler, I think he'll go anywhere. You know, I think there's a possibility for him to go to Lakers. I think he'll he'll consider the Clippers. Um, I think the Mavericks is very enticing to him. Um, I think the Nets, I think he's the he's the wild card of where he'll go anywhere with somebody's paying and you're trying to put together some type of squad. I do think he wants to win. I'm not trying to discredit his passion to win, but I think that Jimmy Butler is probably a player to where you know, it comes down to who's going to be there, what's the money, and then he'll go from there. And I feel like, is he a fit with the Lakers? I mean, you have a, a ball-dominant shooting guard who can, you know, score. He's a scorer, and he can play defense. Um, I don't look at him as having kind of like the, the the mindset or opinion I had of Paul George for a long time is what is is really, like, super special about him, right? They're They're great players. Like, they're top 15 players but what is super special about them to where they're in the discussions of the KDs or the Kyle, uh, Kawhi Leonard's or the Steph Curry's of the world like they're they're I would I, I would say they're all-stars obviously but are they superstars are they transcendent talents and that's kind of where, where I'm at here you know you got a guy that that Jimmy Butler certainly has somewhat of a perimeter game but He's a good slasher. He's a good cutting guard. And in those lanes, the thing with LeBron James playing with LeBron James is LeBron James is a lane hogger. LeBron James is is a ball dominant player. So he's bringing up the ball. Jimmy Butler's coming off the ball, off screens, setting up plays and creating his own offense. LeBron James then has to somewhat stay out of the lane because if you're taking away from the the strengths of other players because you're crowding the lane that's why a lot of people thought LeBron James and Anthony Davis that pairing you know what I'm saying that pairing wouldn't work because LeBron James is such a, a, a in the paint type of dominant player and if you crowd that lane you get a lot of miscommunication and bad stuff can happen and then on the other end a lot of good stuff can happen a lot of easy points can happen um, one of the things is, uh, is spacing that you have to keep in mind. When the Lakers had the twin towers with Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum, spacing was so important. And having a another person that can pass well 
And maybe we're underestimating LeBron James' ability to pass and be more passive. And I think that that's what he's been his whole career. But it's kind of hard to project in that type of situation. So it's kind of like LeBron James has always been a player that is looking to get people involved. But based on his height, weight, speed, I'm not going to say it's easy for him to score, but he gets a lot of easy buckets. So it's very interesting. It'll be a weird dynamic because I wouldn't say that Jimmy Butler is efficient and I wouldn't say that he's controlled. I think that he's sporadic. I think that he's a solid player, but his fit with the Lakers is just an odd one to me. But the Lakers do need I don't I wouldn't say that they have to be hasty. They just need to use their money smartly. If they can't get a max deal player, then they need to use their resources to get to formulate a solid group, use some of their in the young core, because if they want to go the young core route, they can put together a solid team. I'm not sure they win a championship, but they got a package. They're probably going to have to package one, if not all four of those young players. When and those four players, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and Josh Hart, you're going to have to package one, if not all four of them, to, to kind of manipulate if you're not able to get that max deal guy. You know, you're going to have to use what you got to get somebody. And there's there's probably like a dozen to 15 guys out there, like a Donovan Mitchell, um, who does CJ McCollum. Um, you know, I don't have the list in front of me. But guys like that, Bradley Beal, that you can bring in when if you don't get that max deal, alleviate the 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 contract issue or the cap space by getting by trading these eight million dollar a year guys, ten million dollar a year guys, and just freeing up space to bring in a guy through trade. Clay Thompson is a guy that I don't think it will come to LA, even though his dad works for the franchise. I feel like the Warriors know better than to let him walk. Um, and then you got players, the AD pro, you know, projection. I don't. I, I honestly just don't think. New Orleans wants to deal with L.A. in any type of way. And they don't want to deal with L.A. in any type of way because L.A. and Boston make other teams jealous of what they've had. Not many people want to deal with. And Lakers are probably the most hated NBA team ever, you know, simply because of their prestige, the type of players, personalities that they've had. They're just an envy team. And not to mention, I'm not sure of how they do their business dealings, but they're just not a very liked team right now. So I don't think the Pelicans want to do a deal with the Lakers. They'll probably do a deal with the, mo- the most assets, which will probably be, you know, the Celtics, which in turn, I think that Kyrie will probably stay with the Celtics. Anthony Davis will probably be a Celtic. And then you have a new power force in the East. And I feel like Kawhi Leonard, you know, he knows that if he gets ousted in these Eastern Conference Finals by the by the Bucks, he's headed out west to where he, you know, he's he's native to. And if he's smart, he's going to go with the Lakers because he should already know is if he wants to win championships, if you're doing it to win championships, why not go with the player that's been to the finals several times and has that experience? Now you know that the Clippers gave, you know, uh, the Warriors are run for their money, but are you the difference maker that's going to actually push them over? That's what you got to think about. Without a KD list, 
Do you think that you're you're marginally better? You're marginally making the Clippers better to beat the Warriors, who made the playoffs. Let's give the Clippers credit. Or are you, are you going to join the Lakers, who's going to get a max deal? They're going to surround you with. You're still going to have the young core in place. So who's who's better? You have to think about that. So, and I'm going to say it's probably 50-50. And then you have uh, what other uh, scenarios that I have? The young core, all of that. And then I just said, like, like what I said, like Mike, Mike Conley, you know, if you want to go ahead and deal Lonzo Ball to get Mike Conley, or, you know, these these other type of situations, the Lakers have a lot of ways to go, more so than in football. Football, it, it usually, you know, there's indicators that kind of point to, to where you should go. In basketball, it's really, it's truly about finessing and knowing puzzle pieces more so than football because with basketball you have these max contract players that take up a third of your cap space like a third of it and then you only have five guys to put on the court at one time then you have to have a solid bench and with football you got guys in in units in groups of five plus guys or three plus guys in basketball it's one player at a time and uh, it's it's very interesting. And when I did this, I, I mean, I'm still working through it. I said that I would do it a few days ago, but I underestimated like how, you know, I'm not, you know, I respect basketball heads and the, and the work that they do. And, uh, you know, just joining Lakers Twitter, there are some guys that are out there that, that are incredibly smart that really, you know, go deep in depth and very detailed. Mine won't be as deep in in detail, but just a ba- basic mosaic, a basic, uh, uh, a broad painting of what I think. And some really is about some of the players that I like and some of the groupings that I like together. And, you know, the percentages of where players will go and stuff like that. But I honestly think the Kawhi plan will probably be the best plan. Outside of the Kawhi plan, I like Kimba Walker a lot. Um, and then outside of that, I'm really not a super huge fan or anybody else i don't like the young core theory i don't like even i didn't even mention the draft pick number four lakers we've never in our championship runs we don't draft high you know if we see a player we do better with forwards and bigs when we're drafting you know we'll draft a solid center a solid forward but in terms of guard play which is looking like it'll be a guard we don't draft guards. Trade out of the number four pick. And you might find, if it's not the Pelicans, you might find another team that's willing to, or a few teams that's willing to kind of package something to move up. I'm not drafting there. Lakers, we don't draft. We don't, we don't draft in the top five. We barely draft in the top ten. That's not us. We use that asset for teams that want to build through the draft. We build through making moves. That's Lakers culture. That's what I grew up around. That's what I've seen throughout my years, you know, in the 2000s at least, is we 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 make moves and we deal. We don't stick and pick. So that's something that the Lakers can certainly look forward to. I didn't even include the four who is seemingly going to be Darius Garland that everybody's talking about. Maybe a surprise here and there from the area of Vanderbilt, but shout out to him. But for me, I'm dealing it. I'm trying to get a player that can provide now. Basketball is a win now culture. 
I think that when you're building teams, it's about winning now, period. Win now. That's what you want to do. You don't have time to wait. We've built, we've sat on and cultivated talent enough. Now it's time to put the money where the mouth is and start winning games. And that's kind of what I'm trying to help with. And I don't know, number four pick, I'll even add that. Who can we deal it to to kind of facilitate things? And I think the Pelicans don't want to don't want to do work with us. Okay, we'll find somebody else to do work with. Period. It's time to get back to championship culture here in Lakerland, and I'm just providing my thoughts. And uh, I really expect the Lakers. I really respect the Lakers community. Um, you know, and uh, you guys do an awesome job. You actually provide something that you know is is tremendous. That you know that is great content that you can consume. And from what I know, everybody's pretty nice, um, collaborative, and uh, I love it. So this is Barnes University Radio. We're talking Lakers today. If you like it, share it. Laker gang, Laker show, let's go. The Lake show. I'm back. Yes, sir. God bless.